Take her away, Kev. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Brew Jackets, the most super awesome Blue Jackets themed podcast <laughs> out there. Totally better than everyone else. I'm Hell biased, yeah. just my opinion, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Welcome again to another Brew Jackets. Joining <laughs> me today, we have Hefty Duck, the greatest duck of all time, my super awesome co host. Check out his art. It's really damn cool. He does cool stuff. Check it out. My name is Kevin, but as it says so on the screen, it says Kevin likes the Blue Jackets because my <laughs> name is Kevin, and I like the Blue Jackets. Hefty Duck, the greatest duck of all time. How are you doing? Dude, I'm doing a little less energetic than that, but I appreciate it. I really appreciate it because I need that for this week. It's been, uh, been a crazy busy week. I'm a little worn out the way it goes, you know, same old, same old, but uh, I hope you've been doing well, my dude. Sounds like it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So I just like lighten the mood. First thing before we start talking about some more serious things, I just wanted to share something. I literally just posted this on Twitter, but uh, like I said, proud uncle uh, moment here today. My, uh, my nephew, I took him to his very first NHL game on, uh, well, hockey game in general, um, when the Bruins, unfortunately, beat us 4-0 at home. Yeah. And uh, that was back October 28th. And so today, he's been bugging my sister about it ever since, about you know wanting to like get into hockey and, and, and whatnot. So finally today, she was able to take them to their, uh, both my nephews, not just the oldest one, but to take them to their first skating lesson. Yeah. And... Um, pretty cool he's the uh he's the one in orange here outstanding uh for our audio listeners so sorry but he's also wearing a t-rex helmet pretty awesome and then this is the the younger one here <laughs> and so i just you know extremely proud of it that's awesome uh, i'm so glad that they uh you know can uh you know pick up like it's something i didn't really have the opportunity for when i was younger we live out in the country in the middle of nowhere and so um it's something that i'm really cool that they get the opportunity to do and uh you know especially as a huge hockey fan myself i'm i'm ecstatic so um it was really cool you can influence the next generation yeah. <laughs> but anyway like i said just wanted to lighten the mood a little bit no, listen, make no, it a little, that, uh, that is pretty damn cool they're hefty dog <laughs> you know get you know getting your your two nephews into hockey, you know, that's great to see, you know, taking to, to a Blue Jackets game, also great to see. <laughs> that's something that I eventually plan to do uh, with my nieces is, you know, take them to a Blue Jackets game. 
<clears throat> but you know they're not they're not quite there yet but eventually yeah. they, they, they will get there i have <laughs> last september i did a trip to cincinnati and it was a big family trip we did a lot of cool stuff down there and we did take them to a reds game and they loved it nice so, and That's my, cool. niece, my, my niece harper found out i was going to a reds game in april and she always oh, like oh she was upset that she wasn't going go, going it's like well don't worry we can take you we can take you back it's okay it's okay we can do that's it awesome but that's no that's awesome. where you got your 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 nephews into hockey that's great that's great i'm so excited for the future it's gonna be super cool um so speaking of like i said i was lightening the mood um well, to be fair, the first one's not that bad, but let's let's buzz through these last uh, the the these games from the last week real quick. Let's just buzz through them. Um, For me personally, the Rangers game it just comes down to this: is if you look at it from the first period, the Rangers weren't playing very good defense, and Shesterkin bailed them out a lot with a <laughs> lot of big saves. And if yep. it wasn't for him, it easily could have been three, four, nothing at the end of the first for the Blue Jackets because they were playing really good. But you know what? It's just Sturkin. He hung in there and he made some big saves. And then, unfortunately for the Blue Jackets, they give up three quick goals. And now they're down, you know, three nothing. But to their credit, once they got the goal from Marchenko, another great shot mm-hmm. on the power play. Who so, tied currently Pierre Luc Dubois for 20 goals, uh, which is the most by a, uh, a rookie, Blue Jacket, Blue Jackets, rookie yeah. Blue Jacket in the first season. Right. Amazing. So, you know, they, once they got that goal from Marchenko, great shot on the power play. Things started to play, get better and go in the Blue Jackets' direction. And then they get another goal from Giant Gaudreau, another great shot from him, just basically barred down where Shesterkin had no chance. It was a snipe. So that was pretty good. And then, <laughs> unfortunately, from basically like the second period, it kind of went down the pooper because there's a similar unfortunately there is a similar theme that has happened in many games recently with the blue jackets where they they play you know either decent to good period and then the next period it just goes down the toilet unfortunately it goes and that's basically the game right there because you because if you take that you know you give up you know you, you know that bat really Second, you know, the third period was just kind of the. Yeah, it's hard to find your footing at that point. Yeah, you know, that, it's just uh, you know, and momentum is. I got Brad Larson, I I like you, I really do, but this one I got to call you out on. What are you doing, pulling the goalie, man? That was so stupid. You know, I was. Year. Yeah, you know. I was in, you know, last night I was watching the game on the fo- on my phone at a bar up in Wisconsin because I was, you know, oh, yeah. celebrating my, my cousin's 21st birthday. So shout mm-hmm. out to you, Nathan. You're 21 as of yesterday. Happy birthday. Hell yeah. Um, and then I watched basically the rest of the game as in the car going back home to my house in Illinois. And when I was watching that, when he pulled the goalie, like, I, I I like what why why like, what are you just just to make sure we we tank like like what well, because it's like okay from a I guess I could I could see maybe their point of view is like if you get that goal now you're down you're down okay so you get that goal you're down three now you're down three which is okay easier fine but then yeah, the flip but- side 
the flip side of that, you pull it, pull the goal, and you get scored on, and now you're down four, and whatever chance you had at winning winning that game is basically. And you're just up. messing with the goalie's stats at that point. Then you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at that point, it's just like uh, we we talked about this what like last week maybe or the week before when he did that. Uh, he pulled the goalie twice against Anaheim, yeah. and um, that uh, the the Blue Jackets have literally only. scored scored once this year i believe when the goaltender has been pulled either they like i'm pretty sure like almost every single other time now i'll have to maybe look this up at some point but almost every single other time that they pulled the goalie it's been a goal within like the, the, the a minute at the, at the most you know the maximum minute and so it's hard to watch, man. And you know, uh, so, really, honestly, if you look at that game against the Rangers, it could have been something what the Blue Jackets had with the Capitals, where they won seven six, with a lot of goals going like crazy, and defense wasn't necessarily a thing. But yeah. you know, credit to action, you know, both goalies because they made some big saves that kept them in there. Because honestly, it could have gotten a lot worse if, if Michael Hutchins <laughs> wasn't making some big saves. Dude, he came in big. I mean, uh, I mean. It's not really I mean, the game's not on it. his shoulders for sure. He yeah. kept it at three nothing when that game easily could have been four five nothing. But no, to his credit, he kept it in there and obviously oh, yeah. gave Jack gets a chance to give him the two goals. Then the other game against Montreal. Jeez. You know, oh wait, hold on. You didn't even say, wait, maybe you did say it at the end there. Uh Blue Jackets lost against the Rangers six to two. They did. They did. So I, I just wasn't sure if you said it or not. Uh, but then the other game, and then you go back last past Saturday night, the game against Montreal, and you, well, you know what? It doesn't. So first, uh, it starts out pretty good. They get a, they get the first goal. Beautiful pass by Kent Johnson to Lane Peterson to get a good, you know. Hell yeah, dude! Peterson goal. with the goal that game. That was awesome. Was, Hell was yeah! A great, great pass. Great shot. Montreal's goalie, Montembeau, had no chance on that goal. Montreal scores, so now you're it's 1-1. Montreal scores again, now it's 2-1. But then the Blue Jackets tied up again. Kromarchenko, a beautiful shot. With his 19th goal. At that just time. Got 20th. At that time, it was his at 19th. The time, at the time, yeah. At that time, it was his 19th goal. Uh, should have been 20th because he got screwed <laughs> the night before. We'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> but at that time, it was his 19th goal, just a beautiful shot based by the goal line and just little little tiny Dude, spot right there with the net and just sniped it in there. It, I, I believe. Very reminiscent of when Artemi Panarin had a similar shot against the Bruins in the playoffs when he scored a goal like that. Uh, hell yeah. And, and, unfor- and then, But then, um, again, unfortunately, a similar story. The second period, they give up four goals. They're down 6-2. And yeah, they gave up two more goals in the third period, but that the second period was basically the game right there. And it's like you can't yep. win games when you do stuff like that. When you give a player his first hat trick, congrats to uh, Rafael Harvey Pinard, I guess. <laughs> but like you know, that hat trick was that was his first career hat trick against the Blue Jackets. That's so, the second kind of so record this year, at least. Well, they at least that game eight two, but unfortunately. That um, one bad period does you in. Let's go back to that one Marchenko goal. He sniped in from that crazy angle. So there was a challenge there because the netting had come off. Well, okay, but that like Montembeau is the one who knocked it off. Yeah, right. And so because it was his fault is I believe why that goal counted. And in the yeah. at the end of the day, it really didn't matter. They 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 whooped our ass pretty fair and square. 
No, but I think that's still the you know that's still the you know correct call there, and that was yeah. You know, same. Some and, people I saw some people complaining about it on Twitter, like, of course. No, but see, I don't even think that's you know Montembeau, the goalie for Montreal, was trying to do that on purpose. I think it's correct. It's just a natural reaction because he sees Marchenko shooting that from that tight of an angle. So his net, and he was up against the post pretty good there. So yeah. his natural reaction is to slide to make the save, and in the process, his foot bumps into the the goal and it knocks and that's what knocks yeah, his it off. shoulder kind of like went into it as well up in the top i mean the, the goalies nowadays they're not small dudes they're all like over six foot by a bit right right and so they're just big dudes um so like that wasn't on purpose but it was the correct call because he bumps into the net and knocks it off the goal counts himself and it great, yeah it was a great shot by marchenko Jeez. so we can't believe that one unfortunately in. lose that game eight two the game two man, damn. Yeah, but the game before that, the Blue Jackets Dude. won that game five four. Are I? They should have won that game five four in, in overtime. By the way, in overtime, but they, they should have won, won in regulation. They should have won in regulation because you, you know what I'm about to get at here. Have yeah. done, which is so Islanders score first. Their Blue Jackets are down one nothing in the second period. Marchenko scores another beautiful shot by him. Great goal. And it gets called back for goal interference. But then you look at the replay and Boone Jenner gets pushed into the goalie and you're going to yeah. take that goal away. Like, no, well, no. Did you see That's Sorokin terrible. like immediately like go all like pouty? He like immediately was like, hmm, it's like, Oh, okay, so the coach, like from what I understood with some of the broadcasts at the time or something, I don't know when the when the goalie is going to look like that. The coach, the coach is really going to like go for the the challenge or whatever, which he did go for the challenge and and, and got it. But that was such yeah, yeah I'm sorry, so that bullshit. Is, like that dude, is unacceptable. That was a goal. Kromarchenko, honestly, right now he should have 21 goals right now. If not, maybe another one that I'm totally forgetting about that was that was messed up. Um, that, that he should have 21 goals right now because that goal he's the first goal he scored in New against the New York Islanders Friday night in Columbus. That was a yo. goal that got taken away stupidly. Boone Jenner gets pushed into the goalie, and that should be but it wasn't. So, but um, they won the game five four because there's a yeah. great game played by the Blue Jackets. They eventually win it in overtime. Boone Jenner on the power play, great tip. But Hell yeah, Boone with the winner. Um, before you get to what you're about to say, hold on. Yes. So, Boone was the winner with the final yeah. goal, which was sick. The other two surprises that were in there, well, maybe not surprises. They've both been on somewhat of a hot streak here lately, and yeah. it's hard for me to say, but that is Liam Foody and Eric Robinson. They came in with two goals to really help the team out there. That's huge because, you know, as well as I do, their numbers just – haven't been uh, super like great, you know, and yeah. a lot of people giving foodie shit for it. But if like the, the most craziest thing that happened in the entire game, man, everyone's seen, everyone's seen highlights from this, man. Uh, tell us about it because, like, that was that was yeah. pretty sick, yeah. So basically, you know, every season there are moments that stand out, that people look at. So that's a moment that people remember. I can think of moments looking back from a couple seasons ago, like, oh, that was a great moment from a great goal, a great game, a great win, something, a great save. Even from someone else's team. 
Yeah, something like that. There's always those yeah. moments for any team that they have during the season. And the Blue Jackets, even though they've been very good this season, they've had some of those moments. And one of those moments was Kent Johnson with a beautiful, beautiful backhand lacrosse-style goal, also known as the Michigan. And just the and when you see it on the replay, it's just so good and just so the way, smooth. so smooth. And the way he did it, it was like he like went around everybody. He put it around everyone. First, he has the puck along the boards, and he kind of squeezes through that dude. Yeah. Walks, skates around them, and by the time you know the goalie Ilya Sorokin for the Islanders knew about it, he had no chance. It was just that damn was good. Defenders face. And all the pictures look ridiculous, dude. It was uh, just so damn good. But and what capped it off then was yeah. how smoothly the little stick twirl and the celly at the end. Oh, that was that was icing on the cake, man. That was just it. Just it made the whole moment feel even that much bigger and that much more. Because it was like you know, like you've seen some goofy celebrations out there, but that was simple, straight to the point, and perfect. It just the whole moment came together in, in such a cool. Uh, I wish I would have been at the game there, but I think I had a better view of it at home anyway. So no, but that was just you know, and just a great goal. And basically, that for that was all at least for a couple of days now. That goal has been oh, yeah. all over. It's been all over on the news and social media and just you know everywhere. The Blue Jackets were on Sports Center because of I that. know, right? For once, like, oh my god, of all things, I see, dude. After that happened, Sorokin had his mask off, looking up at the replay. He looked pissed because I think he knew. And he's like, "Shit, this is gonna be replayed for fucking years, dude." Shit, <laughs> and like you can see on his face, like he was like, oh, I see, and you know the thing is, is you know Eli Sorokin, he's a good goalie for the eye. Great, yeah, and. The thing, and he could have like a great career where he plays to like 41 or something. But like, that's going to be the one thing that people will always have over him. They're going to give him shit for it. It's like, ah, oh, you gave up that goal right there yeah. at Johnson, Michigan goal. <laughs> and, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. So it was just, you know, a great goal by Kent Johnson. Eric Robinson's goal was just a perfect example of why you get to the net and you put your stick down on the ice. Because of Mel Benstrom, he has it, and he he's kind of by the goal line, and he just quickly just shoots it there. And Eric, what a combo of people too for in front of people. This year. And Benstrom just shoots it quickly, and Robinson is just right there because he's in front of the net with a stick down. Puck bounces off his stick, and it you know it goes in. So that you know, moving looking. When people always say, put your stick down on the ice, you don't know what's going to happen. That's a reason why you do it. You yeah. always, If you're in the offensive zone, you're in a spot where you can score. You put that stick down because either you score, you could pass it, it bounces off your stick and it goes in. You don't know why. That was a perfect example by Eric Robinson. And then the foodie goal, just a great shot. Boone General. Yeah. And then overtime, Boakley shoots it from the point. A great tip. By Jenner to win it, and yeah. uh, Hunter McGowan gets his first ever NHL point in that game, and he's the one that gets the Kepi. Right, we have a new Kepi winner of, uh, and it's the newest member of the Blue Jackets, uh, Hunter McCone. That's pretty awesome. It's he's he got his first NHL point in his first game ever. Yep, that's cool. 
I mean, you know, uh, whether uh, he he goes up and out and works out from here, that's you know, who knows? Who cares? Well, <laughs> who knows? I mean, who cares? But um, who knows? Uh, but we'll see. Uh, that's still something really, really freaking cool, man. That's a moment that he can talk about like twenty years from now. That oh, like yeah. I played an NHL game that I won, and I have my first NHL point. I won the yeah. cappy and like there's visual proof of it of that game and he can show his family and friends that hey I did this. And no matter what people think about wins, because we all know we're all aware the whole tank for Bernard, blah 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 blah, whatever. Well, regardless of what you think, either way, the, you have to admit that that was a, a really good feeling game. It did. I mean, just the the Michigan there, the way they fought and fought back. I mean, yes, they gave up a couple goals that they shouldn't have, sure. But right. they fought back from it, and in the end of the day, they ended up. Uh, I mean, you know, Islanders still at least got a point. <laughs> I guess that's almost like a loss. But um, yeah. so, <laughs> if you're gonna have to win, and I view it like this, it's not realistic to expect to win all the games. It's also not realistic to expect to lose all the games. So there are gonna be some losses and some wins to finish out the season here. But if you do get wins, my preference is it's something like what happened, you know, Friday night, or it's yeah. like it's takeover day or military night or just some yeah. big sort of big home, night. A home game, you know, for the fans. Because, you know, believe it or not, this uh, this team that's at the bottom of the league is still having 18,000-plus fans show up. Like, or at least the tickets are sold. Like, and maybe people, like, because, you know, people, some people aren't going to be able to make it. It's whatever. But, like, you know that's ticket like it so cool to me but uh so what's also cool to me is helping out our sponsor yes i like that segue um you know we are uh well sponsor i guess i should say partner we're partnered with the hockey podcast network they uh allow us to use some awesome tools yeah check it out in the corner down there um and so we'll we're gonna go ahead and recognize them here so we'll see you on the other side of this little ditty. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbooks apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot and an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, we've talked about it before. You know, we're, we're pretty excited for uh, for some college basketball games coming up, you know, specifically like the a little bit different league. But, uh, you know, check out some, some odds, uh, you know, we're behind, we back any Ohio uh, team in this, which is pretty cool. Um, check it out. Yeah, the cat got to give a shout out to the Cavs. Recently clinched a, a playoff spot, so there oh, will be yeah. some playoff basketball in, in Ohio. So I'm looking forward. Hell to yeah, it. dude, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, even besides college basketball, that's just like one of my like. It's just it's just cool. I, I love Ohio teams succeeding, uh, almost no matter what what team. Uh, Except for so, sorry, Captain, for maybe the Reds. Best <laughs> I'm a Northerner. Playoffs and hope you do well. We're cheering for you. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. 
Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Uh, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Uh, minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. Uh, check out my notes below here for details. Um, wherever you're at uh you know if you have a gambling problem you know seek some help only gamble what you can afford to lose so um after talking a little bit about gambling we have to talk about you know in, in luck well it, it's not it's luck because you have to, you know you don't know the outcome yet it's not really a skill even if you can be a skilled better but whatever besides that point the blue jackets bad like bad luck continues so here recently we had some really uh, some call-ups that I like because I like seeing them get the chance to play. Uh, you know, Billy Sweezy. I love the Sweezy, dude. He plays so aggressive and so hard, and he, and he stays healthy while he does it. Um, <laughs> unlike someone we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hayden Christensen, uh, Trey Fixwell-Lansky, Short King, called up, and John uh, – is it John Gillies or Gillies? Hey, Gillies. Gillies. Yeah, they are, they're all called up because blanks. Hurt his ankle. He is week to week considered. Um, good Branson separated his shoulder. He's out for six weeks. See you next season, Goody. Yeah, yeah. That sucks because at the same time, Oliver has yeah, all I saw for the, an injury report was leg, two to four weeks. Dude, that's pretty much the season too. Like we we like I, I'm 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 a little bit uh, frightened of, of, for you know some of the. Um, some of the players out there because there's no one that can, well, not that there's no one, but there's people that like, you know, uh, Branson and, and Olivia like kept them, kept other teams in check at least a little bit, you know, um, some, some people have tried to fight line a Boone at times, whoever, but like what really came down to was us getting goody or, or Olivier on the ice and, and, and like with the Tom Wilson thing. Right. Yep. So I just mentioned him. Line A out with the tricep strain, two to four weeks. That's the rest of his season two. So we'll maybe see Blanks again, and we will probably see Merz Leakins again. He's, his, his leg is considered day-to-day. So, like, he played that part of that one game the other day, but um, it looked yeah. bad when he was going off. I don't think he was pulled because of the score. It was because no. he injured something again. He, he, injured he just needs the time to do his – a yeah. summer. He needs a summer. He does. There's Leakins injured him. So one of the goals that got scored in that game against the Blue Jackets in Montreal, Elvis Merz Leakins, in the process of him trying to make a save, he didn't get it. But in the process of trying to make them the save, he hurt himself. And that's why he's out. Yeah. So this just adds to. So um, recently uh, I saw a, a Reddit post, which, yes, I'm on Reddit. Uh, you might see me in the Blue Jackets subreddit at some point. I was in the Blue Jackets subreddit. And I saw a post uh, talking about how, like, how fragile is this team? Why is this the team this, this bad? Like, who's our, like, nutritionist, strength coach, all this and that? Well, like, quite honestly, I think <laughs> all that's fine. Um, I've brought this up earlier in the season, and it's still true today. And we'll has been true for other previous seasons. The Blue Jackets have the least amount of penalties called against their opponents by like 40 minutes of penalties worth. Like that's like 
40 minutes less than like the other lowest team, which is Las Vegas Golden Knights. Um, have the most has have the least amount of penalties called on the other team for things. So makes I in my opinion, teams know that and look at that and are like, okay, we can push them around and, and the refs aren't gonna call it just because. Because why? What's yeah. going on? Is it because we're not complaining as much? Like you know, you see some teams like like some players like are really like love to go bitch out the refs. You see it occasionally, but it's not like it's like it's not part of the culture here, the hockey culture yeah. in Columbus. Yeah. They they usually you know chin up, like take it on take it on your chin and take it in stride, and just it is it sucks, but see it in the box. So because because that stat coincides with this stat, the other stat being most man games lost to injury in the NHL by a lot. So the fact that those two stats like are are facts for this year. Like they're not it's not my opinion, it's a fact. My opinion now is the NHL Player Safety Association is not doing a good enough job because we're constantly getting hurt. And there there's just simply like there maybe I'm going crazy but like I I personally think that they're just not they need to call more penalties against other teams from that are playing the jackets at times. Like I see it, I've seen it this year more than once, many times actually, because the, the, the things are just let go. And, and like I mentioned, maybe it's the blue jackets just need to, you know, pull the, pull out the soccer John a little bit, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and just, well, I don't see as for as long as the blue jackets have JD Yarmo and Brad Larson, that's never going to happen. I, I hope it doesn't. Fall. I don't want to. They're not going to fall for people out there. They're not going to fall for that shit. I'd also say that mo- a majority of these injuries are not really the Blue Jackets' fault because you look at it, it's like Voracek, he gets whacked in the face with a stick, and he's right. Like, you know, Zach yeah. hurts himself because he gets whacked and, you know, get. get well, thrown. he went up for a hit and, like, missed. He went, you know, a, a, good, a good hustle play he, along the boards, trying, you know, get yeah. the puck, go for a hit, and he gets whacked into the boards. And unfortunately, he gets hurt. You know, Nick Blankenberg, because he takes a puck to the ankle or the foot or, you know, good effort plays to block shots, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> that That's the unfortunate reality of what most of these injuries are. It's not really their fault. It's just it's injuries that just so happen to happen when you're giving it your all. And I'd also say from, you know, Nick Blankenberg, I've said this on the show before which is I like his effort and his never quit attitude and playing bigger than what Got that dog in him. <laughs> he does have that dog. He in does. Him. He I love does. to see it. He but. does. You do love to see it. I agree with you, hefty duck. And he plays bigger than what he really is. But yeah. I would say this, just, I'm not saying tone it back completely, but just tone it down just a little bit. Just step it. Just bring it down a little bit, a little bit. End of a losing season. You know, Bring it down a little bit because I think you have to realize this. He might get to this point eventually where he realizes that you are a smaller dude and you can't take the hits that a lot of people can take. So you have to be better and more careful about that. And from a Blue Jackets perspective, when they had Cam Atkinson and Artemi Panarin, you saw that because they realized that, that they're smaller dudes and they're really good. But because they're smaller dudes, they can't take the hits that, say, a Boone Jenner or a Zach Orensky or a bigger dude can take. 
So you've got to be more careful and smarter about what kind of hits that you do take if you do yeah. get hit. And that's well, what I've seen to Nick Blankenberg. Part of it, um, what I've seen this year too, and, and once again, this is more an opinion. It's not really fact-based, um, is the, the Blue Jackets tend to not pass stick-to-stick stick very well, um, tape-to-tape very well. They, they just uh, – it's not been a very good thing this year. Um, and then also uh, they're just not always in good position, like, uh, you know, maybe like like where they should be. And, and so these situations cause them to do do some things that, like, you wouldn't maybe have to do as much. Uh, so, like, you know, the, the pass has led too far. Well, now they're skating as hard as they can as opposed to catching it and, like, having time to, like, do something with it. Now they're skating against somebody as hard as they can into the corner. And that happens like constantly. They just like it's just like I see other teams. Yeah, it happens with other teams, but like specifically the the, the passing this year has been rough with that. And uh, and you know, and then same thing with the positioning. You're out of position. And you and you're going to hustle to like get a hit on somebody or or to get the puck, and then you're 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 expending more energy than you you should maybe have to. Um, and it's just it's. So another, I just want to talk about this last post. So we'll get into some fun stuff. I want to end this on a good note here soon. Um, so another post that, uh, this one comes from Twitter and it was a question posed. Uh, just, and we've talked about this many times already. Do you see Larson coming back after this summer? Yes. And you said yes. I don't know if we talked about this last week. Maybe we did. I kind of think we did. A little bit. With the hockey guy's opinion on it. And I, I don't dislike his opinions. And I don't argue with him most of the time. And even here, I, like, I think we had talked about this last week. So maybe we won't hit on it too much. But just because I saw the question out there again today. Um, you know, if if someone comes up that's like, a hot super stud coach that like is looking for a new job, then, then possibly I can see him being out. If we're not able to land someone who's like, who's like, you know, top tier coach for sure, then no, probably not. It's a money thing, but it's also just at the same time. I did see this though. So Emily Kaplan is a reporter, hockey reporter for ESPN. And yeah, I love Emily. She's a good one. She does a lot of good stuff. And she did say that is is that again. This may or may not be true, but according to her, for what she's heard, is that it's not a change is not likely. It's like ninety nine percent not happening. But she did say this that in the event that if I'm going I'm going to say it one more time if <laughs> it happened. They said that the Blue Jack, that from what she has learned, again, whether it's true or not, that she has learned that the Blue Jackets would go with Pascal Vincent as the head coach. And and you think about it, to me, that makes sense because, I've said this on the show before, but he, you know, the Jets are are a good team right now. They have been there for a bit now. They're fighting for a a playoff spot again. And... Pascal Vincent, he was a minor league coach there for a bit. Then he went through up through the system. And he helped develop a lot of that talent that the Jets have now, including and 
Right. So I stole your two players that the Blue Jackets have right now that played with the Jets when he was there, which is Patrick Laine and Jack Rosselbeck. And he kind of helped develop them there. And he's helped develop them when he's been here with the Blue Jackets. Right. And it's been a small sample size. He did coach a game last year because <laughs> Brad Larson had to, um, you know, had yeah. some personal issues to deal with. And then unfortunately, Brad Larson has some family issues to deal with. So he had to come and coach two games. But in those, you know, but honestly, in the, those two games, I like what he was doing. That's where the Patrick Line at center thing started. Yeah. And we'll Jack. see how that plays out by next year. I was so excited for that, and then he got hurt because he was probably because he was practicing faceoffs a little a little much, maybe. But the but the two games that you know, okay, so the first game they get blown out seven two, but they there's some good moments there, and then the second game they win seven six, and you know they're just it's crazy, but you know, but there's just it just seems like they're just something different in a good way about it when yeah. he was coaching there and part of the line of playing center and all this other stuff. So you call that together and his development that he's done with the jets and with the blue jackets, with some of our younger guys, some of our players and younger players, it kind of makes sense if they went that way, but it yeah, right. He, he worked with development with, with younger players. And, and honestly, one thing too, that I thought was strange with Larson getting the job, not strange really, but like they went with someone within the system already well the system was not producing huge results or or, or maybe like in a lot of people's opinion enough results and so we, we got someone to continue on as opposed from getting someone from like outside um you know the the blue jackets organization um to try to take it into a slightly different direction um but then we have pascal vincent who is someone from outside the organization but he's been with the organization so he's able to kind of take that past experience with a, a, a more successful team um, and, and and hopefully apply some of that here. I, I personally wouldn't mind seeing that. I mean, we've talked about, you know, Trent Vogelhuber, whoever else, whatever. So just, you know, I had to bring it up again. Just no. had to bring it up again. You know, I'm, I'd be excited. I, I, like, I, I'm not going to be sad or cheer either way. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, I would, I would celebrate whoever's coming in. Sure. Um, and like, I don't mean this in a mean way at all towards Larson. Um, it's just like, if it happens, if, 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 you know, there's that 1% chance or whatever, um, that's the way she goes. And, and so, so and I've said this on the show before, is that it's based on what I've read from different articles by Blue Jacket writers, basically saying that the reason, one of the main reasons that Brad Larson was picked is that they wanted someone to continue the culture and the no-quit attitude that was built under torts, but they wanted someone that was more open to the offensive side of the game and kind of helped teach yeah. guys along the way. And that was Brad Larson because he because he has a history of doing that in the Blue Jackets organization when he was the coach in the minors when they had the Springfield Falcons as their minor league team. Some of the guys that he helped develop to help the Blue Jackets have become good, guys like Matt Calvert, Ryan Johansson, Boone Jenner. That's just me naming some of them. There's other guys, too, yeah. that went on to become good Blue Jackets players, but he was part of that. And so that's why the Blue Jackets picked Brad Larson. They wanted oh, someone yeah, part of to continue that culture that 
Torts built up. He was there for that, but more someone that's more open to developing players in the more offensive yeah. side. Yeah, the younger game. players. But um, well, we're getting close on time here, so I just want to buzz through a few things real quick. I'm not going to go into too much detail about this um, yeah. because it pretty much speaks for itself. It's pretty cool. Um, something really cool this year. Um, like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Uh, Zach Rowenski named uh. CBJ community MVP for his work uh, this last year. He bought a suite to host uh, various groups. You know, he just uh, helped out with first responders, uh, you know, pizza and stuff like that. And a uh, huge donation to Salvation Army. It's just really cool. I just want, I had to mention that, you know, something really neat. Um, something not so good, uh, unfortunately. Um, so there's a, uh, a former uh, Columbus Capital by the name of Bryce Miller. It's a young kid. Columbus Capitals have, uh, I believe, an under-14 and an under-11 team. Um, and uh, so a former Columbus Capital, Bryce Miller, uh, unfortunately had an aneurysm. So there's a hashtag, uh, stick taps for Bryce, um, out there. And I encourage you all to, you know, if you if you got a stick, throw, you know, do a couple taps and throw it up there with the hashtag stick taps for Bryce Miller because that's a really unfortunate situation and I hope uh, I hope the best for him and that he's able to maybe get back uh, eventually on the ice at some point in life. So finally, not quite the final thing that I will mention, but this one we'll, we'll go into a little more detail on. So you, you might have seen this. This was cool as shit. Sorry, I guess these these kids are pretty young. Maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't swear about this too much. High school sophomores Nolan Nye and Michael Delucia, Delucia, Delucia. Sorry if I butchered your name, dude. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, they made a homemade nationwide arena in their basement, mm-hmm. including Anthem, Cannon Blast. They have a rink report there. They got music and entertainment at like uh, <laughs> at the intermissions and shit. Like, dude, that's baller shit dude they're sophomores and dude i I encourage you like i shared a post about it so uh you know anyone out there please go look for this post because um it's top notch i mean kids these days (laughs) doing some awesome stuff dude i i I see like very much a career in that in their future dude they're like it's spot on it's so cool like i i guess like um they like family over and stuff like that um no, family and friends uh, over and and, uh, and they cater to them. They even have food upstairs. Uh, <laughs> you know, just really cool, dude. Really cool to see. Um, you know, I uh, definitely support big stuff like that. Um, so just super cool. Uh, a couple couple last things here too. Um, so congrats on a great season. Uh, Ohio State men's hockey. And Ohio State women's hockey. Yeah. Women's hockey made it to the Frozen Four, uh, which is the semifinals for the um, championship. Um, or getting knocked out in the national championship game by Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's right. Did they make it? They were running it up this year. Yep. Damn. Okay. I got a little little confused because I, was, well, the, I don't watch as much I'll- college hockey, but... Then Ohio State had a shot to get to the Frozen Four, but unfortunately yeah. that happened. They got in the regional by Quinnipiac. Yeah, that one right there. Quinnipiac. Yeah. Quin- okay, we'll go with that. 
Yeah. Never heard of them until the other day when I was watching the thing. But uh, good, uh, good for them. They played a great game. Uh, still, even with the losses, absolutely awesome job by both organizations uh, this year, last year, and, and looking forward to their future um, with the, with a new facility or something possibly. I only know of Quinnipiac because I know that they have a, pol- a political poll that, that they ask people on if they favor a certain issue or if you favor like, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, Trump or this or that. And, and you hear it on the news and they'll say like, you know, uh, Quinnipiac poll says that, you know, uh, 60% say, you know, yes, this, they favor this and 40% say no. And, you know, or blah, 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 or this or that that's one. Random. <laughs> that's random. That's kind of so funny, that's though. The only, that's the only reason I know of Quinnipiac is because, of you know, their, their political polls that they do. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I might not pay attention to not, that they had a hockey team. What do I know? Yeah, right. Even a college, like, who knew? Um. So last thing I really want to mention uh. Well, I'll talk about an upcoming game. Unless there's anything you'd like to talk about yet uh, in relation to... Oh, shit. I missed a comment. Trouble Wubba Hub 24 says, Hey, guys. We're going to get that first pick. Actually, I didn't miss a comment. This is from one minute ago. Hey, let's hope. I mean, if if, if we're going to go down the tubes this far, let's hope for something good to come out of it. We need that silver lining. Well, the thing is, from that standpoint, is if they get a if they finish top three, then they're guaranteed that chance that they may get that. So that's really, if you if you are of that mindset that you want that number one pick, then realistically speaking, the Blue Jackets just to finish top three. And Mark Scheig, one of the Blue Jackets writers, posted yesterday that because they lost yesterday, the Blue Jackets cannot finish any higher than twenty sixth. And and and, and, also, and this comment right here by Chubba Wubba twenty four brought up something that I was going to say, which is, yes, obviously it would be good, ideal and whatnot. It'd be good if the Blue Jackets got you know Bedard. If they got Connor Bedard, it'd be awesome. But if but if they didn't, it's still okay. And I'll tell you why. Because this draft is seen as one of the better drafts in years from top to bottom that you can still get a good draft pick, even if you don't get the first first pick. And just to name a couple guys that you can still get from top to bottom, you can get Adam Fantilli, who is, you know, a really good center. The way he's playing at Michigan right now, if he played in the NHL, it is projected at by like a 90 to 100 point pace. Also, he's a center and he's big. And if you look at what the Blue Jackets have a history of, they like centers that are good and big, whether that be Dubinsky, Ryan Johansson, Matt Duchesne, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Boone Jenner, Patrick Line, not a center, but even at the times he's played center, he's big. And this is not yeah. a knock on Connor Bedard in that regard. I'm just saying there is a history of that the Blue Jackets have when it comes to centers. That, you know, Matt Duchesne, that generally speaking, they like their centers to be big. Definitely. So if they got yeah. Adam Fantilli, that would be a good be one. Cool. Right? You know, a lot of it's, right I think Bedard is just overshadowing some of these other people. And, and, and even with Fantilli, were Bedard not like, like this year? 
were not was not in it, all the the, the hype would be around him. Even, even though there's a lot of hype around him, and uh, you know, Michigan yeah. is going to be playing in the Frozen Four. The Frozen Four here soon. So good luck to them. Uh, only because, as an Ohio State fan, but only because we've had we have so many Michigan players on our team. It's a great organization. Uh, you know, we have them to thank. So. And then, uh, Trouble Wilba Hub says we're loaded with young talent, and I think uh, soon we need to think about winning. Do you think we use the high pick to make a deal for current proven players? No, 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 no. no. We use our older guys for that. Yeah, listen. Sorry, um, I love some of the older guys as much as anybody, but like they would be better pieces because they have right. actual value instead of like like um, imagined future value. You know what I mean? So like they have that. Um, Actual value so, is basically it. And then we clear the way for these new guys coming up who are being developed. And I, and, and I would say this. So, obviously, Fantilli, you know, if you don't, obviously, you want Bedard. If you don't get Fantilli, great, projected to be a great player, you could get that. There's also uh, Carl's, I don't know his first name, but Carlson. He's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Carlson. He's Sweden. like the third top pick or something. He's yeah. another good center that would be just absolutely beautiful and awesome for your franchise. You have uh, Michkov over in Russia. The dude <laughs> is basically a, a goal scorer like crazy. You know, there's Will Benson, another good center, and a whole bunch of other guys from top to bottom Stacked, that, man. that you I can mean, get in this draft. So, so that's what I would say is that for from the Blue Jackets standpoint, your first-round pick, you don't trade that. You use that because you can get that a good pick. And even that later-round pick that – they're gonna they have with the Kings in the first round. That's still a good pick that they can use to get a good player. But yeah, if right. you, but if you were to use a first round pick to move to get someone, that's the pick you use to move it. You don't use your own pick. If you move the yeah. pick, you use your first round pick that you got from the Kings. But my point being putting this all together, wrapping it up, is that yes, it'd be nice to get Connor Bedard. But if you don't get him, it's not the end of the world. It's going to be okay because this draft is stacked from top to bottom to where yeah. you can get a good pick. You can he, do it. He, he's not going to guarantee us a playoff spot. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to guarantee anything like that just as much as any other player can't guarantee that one player to be that good. Granted, I'd love to see it, but you're right. If It's, it's not the end of the world. I mean, you know, we – there's there was only we are and I titled this because of this I wanted to mention it rock bottom and I don't mean that like morale wise I mean that as we're literally the bottom of the of the NHL and we've been there and we're familiar with it and we're comfortable here now there's nowhere to go but up you literally cannot finish worse than last place unless your franchise gets folded and you get moved to a new city <laughs> uh you know that's whatever yeah. So point no, uh, but that is the thing is that the Bedard is nice if you get him, but this is a a good draft from stack from top to bottom that you can get a good draft pick. Yeah. So that's really what it. Yeah. Right. Second pick in there. And uh, excuse me, that one came through. So and another and another thing to consider is you know besides the fact that yes it'd be nice if you get but if you get Bedard but if you don't get him you can still get a good draft pick from top to bottom because this is a good draft you also have to consider 
who is running the Blue Jackets as it from a GM standpoint? It's Jarmo Kekalainen. And, you know, he has a history of drafting good players when given the chance. So, yeah, wasn't Marchenko like a 26 pick or something? I understand people's issues and frustrations, but you got to look at what the Blue Jackets have. They have Yarmo. They have a good GM that drafts. He built up this yeah. team success, and he's doing it again. So settle down there. You can have um, patience. So hold on. I'm so sorry. I have to answer this message real, real quick. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about today? Uh, you know, we're getting here to the final minutes and uh, getting ready to, to, to yeah. sign her off here before too long. Um, yeah. So really, I – just come honestly. Um, you know, we said I think about the Ohio, all the Ohio basketball teams have basically been knocked out. Bearcats, Xavier, Ohio State, Ohio, Ohio State women's. To my knowledge, there is no more uh, college basketball in Ohio going on. So really, the basketball that we look, we're going to look forward to is for the Cavs. Of course, soccer has started. So best of luck to the crew. And then tomorrow, my second favorite sport, baseball, starts. Oh, hell yeah, bro. Opening day. Let's go, Reds. Let's go, Guards. Come on. We got this. Best of luck to the Reds and the Guardians. Best of luck this season. Let's let's have some good seasons there. And, um, and, you know, and this is like my favorite time. It's going to be my favorite time of the year where hockey and baseball is on at the same time. Where I yeah. can have blue jackets on, and if I want, I can turn the reds on TV, and it's just great. I, yeah. it's just great. And Chubba Wubba twenty four, I agree. I agree with you. We are in a great place. It's just a matter of time of getting there, building ourselves up. We'll get there. Hell yeah! So, hey, thanks for the comments today, Chubba, uh, as well. We appreciate it. Um, you know, like uh, like we always say uh, in our posts, uh, we read most comments live. Um, is there one appropriate and two, if, uh, you know, we mostly if they're appropriate <laughs> because otherwise like we're just going to ignore it and you can fuck off. Um, but Chubba Web, we appreciate your company today. Chubba Web uh, says they were taking their daughter to guardians oh, opening day. Great. It's her birthday and first game ever. Hell yeah. That's awesome, dude. I love it, dude. I, I love. Well, hey, man, we appreciate the uh, the listen. Uh, Trouble Web says here, you can't always watch live, but I catch it when I can. I think you guys are great. We appreciate Thank that, you. man. We really do, because uh, you know, um, we appreciate everyone out there. Um, I have one last thing I wanted to bring up. One final little last thing, and that is, let's go, Mister Johnny Goodrow scored his 69th point of the season. Nice. Yes, he did. And that's where he's at right now. He's at 69 points. So, you know. Yeah, so, and, you know, I know I said this earlier (laughs) in the show, but, you know, just uh, how Chubb Wobby's taking his niece to, her daughter, one of those two, to the Guardians game, you know, and that's that's great. You know, I took my nieces to a Reds game last year, and they loved it. (laughs) Like I said earlier in the show, took my nieces to a Reds game last September. They loved it. And, you know, my niece is looking forward to another one. She wants to go to another one. So when the time comes, we'll take her to another Reds game. We'll love her oh, take yeah. her to the Blue Jackets game. So that's great. You know, sports are fun. Going to sports games are even more fun. But going to sports with your family and some, and seeing some mm. of your friends, that just makes it even better. It really does. Yeah. 
it's 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 cool when everyone's involved because it's something I super love and it's it's just cool. So um, you want to go ahead and sign your uh, sign yourself off. I'll go ahead and sign myself off afterwards. After that, then once again, this has been an episode of Brew Jackets, the greatest Blue Jackets themed podcast of all time. <laughs> with all time, me, all time with me, Kevin. Likes the Blue Jackets and Hefty Duck. Who has the greatest duck of all time? Check his art. He's got cool art. He's done stuff with Blue Jackets and a whole bunch of other people. Check out his art. Follow Brew Jackets on all social media platforms and subscribe and like and share and do the thing. Please do it. Thank you very much. You are appreciated. Thank you. So do the thing. Thank you for watching Brew Jackets. My name is Kevin. So coming up soon. Coming up you have soon. Something real cool. I've been seeing a lot yes. on Twitter. Yes, you have. You have been seeing a lot of cool stuff on Twitter and other social media. Besides platforms. the ke- the Kepi list, but yeah. Besides the Kepi list, which is my Blue Jackets group, Union Blue Soldiers, right here, right here, right here. You also see the scarves in the background behind me. My Blue Jackets group, Union Blue Soldiers, we are doing another march. We're marching on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. It is Friday, April 14th, 2023, 6 o'clock p.m., starting at our bar. We're marching on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. What you got? What, what well, you all I was going to ask is like, what? So, what does like the the march entail? You you know, you just uh, you're grouping up to go there, just like as in one big support group, basically. That's like right, you're a big march right. down the road. Like that's that's pretty cool because yep. <laughs> you know, like uh, just pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's what we do. Have to get everyone hyped beforehand. Everything that's pretty cool. And yeah, the 14th is a weird game because it's the last game of the season. Well, but yeah, it but been, uh, but you are right. That's what we do. Have to duck every time. Union Blue Soldiers does a march. We get a big group of people to come together and cheer on the Blue Jackets. We start from our bar to Nationwide Arena. Not that uh, far last... a walk. You know what? We, but we do it damn well. Anyways. Oh, so... For anyone out there who is hesitant of like, oh, I don't want to walk for like a mile before the a game. Like It's not that far of a walk. Yeah, it's not that far. It's close. You're fine. You're fine. Um, We've been doing these since October 2014. They've been a great time. Each year they get bigger and bigger and bigger. More people show up. They love it. The last two years in October for the home opener, the Blue Jackets have done a march with us. It's been a fun time. They brought Stinger and a whole bunch of other people from – well, they brought Stinger and a whole bunch of other people to join us. It's a lot of fun. So join us for our march Friday, April 14th. 2023 at 6 o'clock p.m. starting at our bar ending on Nationwide Arena. Join Union Blue Soldiers and the rest of the fifth line, the great Blue Jackets fans, as we march on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on our beloved team in Union Blue, the Columbus Blue Jackets. And Chubba Wubba, you're right. right. It is about getting together. So Um, anyways. and That's also about the last day you can get what you're about to say, right? About the last day for it. Yes. Getting there. It is getting there. And, of course, the home game is the only reason that's the 14th because, well, that game is supposed to be played. Well, I December. meant with what you were about to say about yeah. the next thing you got. That's going to – because that's going to be like the last day of that you're going to be able, like, in production of. Yes. So the 14th of April not only is it the day of our march, but it is also the last day that you can get 
Union Soldier, the new Blue Jackets theme to be here for Union Blue Soldiers, made by Endeavor Brewing. It's available at our bar for four bucks a can and many other bars in Columbus, many stores in the Columbus slash Columbus area available at Endeavor Brewing for you can get it on tap or get it in a case or a four pack. I got it in four cases and I brought some home. My family loves it. You can love it too. It's selling out great. Thank you for all the support. Sold out twice at our bar. So come get it while you can get it. Because if you don't get it, you're going to have to wait till October to get it again. Because when I'm in Columbus in April, I'm going to get more of this and bring it back home for my family. You should get some Hell too. Yeah. Stock try, up. Try Union Soldier, the new Blue Jackets themed beer. Go try it. And of course, why the 14th? Because that was a game that the Blue Jackets were <laughs> supposed to play in December, but Buffalo couldn't get out of Buffalo because it was really cold. So the season got pushed back a day. That's the only time when both teams could play the game. But that's why they did it. But uh, yeah, join Union Blue Soldiers for our March and try out our beer. Hell yeah. So, my fine co-host over here, his name's Kevin. My name's Lance. Uh, we thank you all for joining us tonight for another edition of uh, Brew Jackets, as always. Uh, this is a lot of fun for us, and we hope that uh, you know some of you find it uh, fun to listen to at times as well. Uh, check out uh, Union Blue Soldiers on Twitch. Check out Mia at Heffy Duck. I'm sorry, Twitch. These, uh, Twitter. Um, <laughs> check out my, myself on Twitter. Uh, you know, you can find me like around the internet, other places. Uh, a, a like and follow would be huge for us. Uh, you know, out there on, on YouTube, Twitch, where uh, Facebook, wherever you're watching from, like and follow would be huge. Um, we appreciate all the uh, support that we've been getting, and we look forward to doing uh, some many more shows. This was our 32nd episode. Uh, uh, not including, I think, the pilot. Maybe including the pilot. I don't know. Uh, and a lot has changed here. Uh, and, and, you know, we've, uh, as, as we've grown, so the podcast will, you know, change up uh, as well, too. So uh, we just appreciate the the support from, from all y'all. Um, other than that, we will see you here in a week. Um, and we'll discuss some more games, some more drama, some more fun. And we'll see you then. See ya!